This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. So uh, this session is, um, we're hoping to give you some of the experience that we've had at UC San Diego in evaluating contributions to diversity. Uh, and... Um, we are going to be considering some examples and, and having us all learn from each other as we have been at UC San Diego. Um, I wanted to just start out a little you know, by saying a few words about how I got engaged in this work. Uh, sometimes out of really desperate circumstances, good things can start. And um, shortly after I came here, which was just after Prop 209 was uh, instated, uh, between 1995 and 2003, in uh, our School of Engineering, we hired 62 full-time faculty, so a huge period of growth, and 60 of them were men. And I said to myself, how can this be happening? And so it was out of that desperation that I got involved in this work in engineering. Similarly, uh, some people have alluded to in um, uh, 2010, we had a series of um, really uh, terrible incidents on this campus. And, um, but one of the things that came out of that was our use of contributions to diversity in hiring, among other things. So um, that's, uh, you know, a, a, um, sometimes positive things can come out of these very negative circumstances. So um, just to reiterate, you've really heard this already, but um, we really um, put this in place um, for a number of reasons. One obvious one uh, is to identify candidates who really do have the skills and the experience and the background and the willingness uh, to engage in diversity-type efforts to en enhance our mission on this campus. Uh, in um, making progress in diversity. The other thing is that it announces to the world that uh, we are committed and interested in having our faculty contribute to diversity. And as you've heard also, we're aiming to change the culture in faculty commitment to equity, diversity, and inclusion activities. So as was pointed out, we've been doing this for three years. And so what we're gonna to do today is, uh, you see these baskets on your, um, on your table, and hopefully you also have um, now some handouts uh, with some examples and a scoring system. So um, today we're going to be working with uh, a scoring system, which as Jeff said, was um, really based on uh, a scoring system that was developed by our faculty here in physical sciences and used uh, essentially in, in other divisions as well. Uh, so we're gonna be going over that scoring system. Then uh, we're gonna be using those uh, clickers on the table to look at some very short, brief examples um, and um, actually rate them using this scoring system by ourselves, and then we'll have a, a, a question for each of those examples. But then finally, we want to get to some longer examples where each table will be discussing an example and we'll be asking you to come to a consensus on the evaluation. Uh, and then we'll come back and just, uh, as 
time permits, ask you to summarize your experience. So really the learning, as we found, we, we have used this in search committee orientations, and really the learning that goes on is colleague to colleague. It's really people learning from each other, hearing what their assumptions are when they read a statement, uh, and you know, really being able to question each other on why they're doing what they're doing. So without further ado, Let's take a look at our scoring system. So um, we're going to be scoring on a basis of zero to five points. Actually, every you'll be looking at statements, so everyone will get a point for having a statement. The second criteria is indicating awareness of inequities and challenges in education faced by historically underrepresented or economically disadvantaged groups and the negative consequences of underutilization. Uh, and there, we could give zero to one point. We're only going to be giving whole points here. Uh, and as you can see, there's going to be some judgment involved in this. In some sense, there's no right or wrong answers. You're really reading these and seeing what you, what you think. The third um, criteria is demonstrating a track record. Uh, and a measure of success, if possible, in activities such as mentoring, teaching, or outreach that aim to reduce barriers in education or research for uh, underrepresented or economically disadvantaged groups. And here you can score zero to two points. And finally, um, specific plans. So uh, if someone has taken the time to look through the web pages or talk to people and really understand campus programs or have activities that have been already done, new activities, um, either uh, on campus, off campus, or uh, nationally. So that would be zero to one points. Okay, so that's going to be um, what we're going to have in mind as we go through these examples. And uh, just to give you some examples, so um, you um, can get uh, the sense that five is excellent. So five would be the, the top grade you could get on this. Uh, and that would be someone who uh, was rated at the top level on each of these characteristics. And if someone just had a statement saying, I believe in diversity, that's it. You know, we'd give them a point for putting in a statement, but nothing, nothing else. Okay, any questions so far? Yes. I just point out this is the last page on your handout, if you haven't found it yet. Yeah, has everyone been able to find where this is? Yeah. So definitely keep that um, by your side, because we're going to be going through some examples, and you'll want to probably read through. Yeah, and, and if you think about it, um, what we're looking for are people who are, you know, who are st strong. We want to pick out excellence here. So, you know, uh, Clearly, you know, we could be judging these in a, in a different way, but bear with me today. Yes, it's just going to be a, a binary. Is this strong in that characteristic or not? Okay. So there may be something there, but we, we, we may not, you know, judge it as being uh, of a quality that you would con really consider uh, to be notable. Any other questions? Okay, so we're going to turn to um, clicker example one, which is for a junior level position, and you should also have this uh, on a page with clicker examples. And so we're just going to first take the time to read this. 
I'll read it out loud. I left India at 18 years old to attend school in England. I can speak three languages and have lived in seven different countries. My experience with many cultures will provide unique insights into problem solving in a scientific setting. I will apply a different outlook to scientific questions that hopefully lead to insights that are less obvious than my American-born counterparts. Understanding a variety of views and their context is essential to working in education, particularly as the world becomes more global in perspective. Currently, I have three UR students in my lab. Okay, so now is the time to take out your clicker and make sure the power is on. Uh, we, we, that will become clear when you get to the question. Yeah, we, we've done the questions in such a way that we're not really doing uh, zero through five, although I want you to think about you know, zero through five. But what we're gonna do is actually um, look at each of those um, characteristics that were part of the scoring individually before we even have a question about everything, okay? So let's take a look at the question. Okay, so here's our question. Professor Adams gave zero out of one point for awareness of inequities, and here we're just repeating, of inequities and challenges faced by historically underrepresented or economically disadvantaged groups and the negative consequences of underutilization. So if you go back to your awareness criterion, you know, that, that uh, Professor Adams said, I'm going to give, you know, one point. I think this is a strong statement of awareness. Oh, sorry, zero point. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so, um, so here's where the clickers come in, and um, what I'm going to ask you to do in a moment is to press A if you agree, or press D if you don't agree. And I'm going to start a session here, and uh, you can now, um, once you've had a chance to think about it, just press A or D for agreeing. Yes, this is a, uh, Professor Adams is is correct. I, Zero is, is correct. And, um, or D, if you don't agree, if you think this should have been done differently. So I want to say that our Center for Teaching Development, Beth, Beth Simon is here, and um, they gave us the majority of these clickers to use. And they really uh, work with our faculty in a, in a much deeper way about you know, how to use these clickers in education in our classroom. So we may not be exactly using this in the way that they would recommend, but nevertheless, it will be in a good experience. OK, so I'm going to stop this. Um, we've had 77 responses. And the good thing about this is now we can show the results. So um, 58 responses were uh, agree that zero was the uh, correct answer. And then we had 19 responses which um, disagreed. So why would uh, someone, you know, it doesn't have to be someone who put down D, but why, why do you think this would be, uh, there would be an argument put forward so that Someone could say, well, no, I don't think zero is right. Anyone want to step up and make a comment about that? Don't be shy. So the part that made me think it should be maybe a quarter of a comment is that there's the comment covered up, but there 
she had some awareness of the negative consequences of underutilization. It's essential to working particularly understand a variety of views in their context. Mm -hmm. Anyone else care to make a comment? Would you want to come up? Hello, everybody. I'm Carlos Grijalva from UCLA. I, I don't have a comment about this, but a comment about diversity. And I think oftentimes our faculty get confused between domestic underrepresented and international diversity. So yeah. I wanted to make that. And uh, as was stated before by Amy, and, and we've certainly found this to be our experience too, as much as you can put into, you know, these criteria are made up by search committees. And so it's our faculty who are thinking about what the needs are and how they want to frame it from all the way from the ads down to how they're judging it. So as, as much as you can be clear about those criteria, and you know, this is just one example criteria. We're not touting this as being, you know, you should go home and use this. Um, so, uh, you know, as, as clear as you can be, the better. Okay, um, should we go on to the next question? So this is the same example, uh, different question though. Professor Shaw gave this two points out of two for track record because he was impressed by having three UR students in the lab. And again, uh, this is gonna be agree or disagree, but let me uh, start a new session here. And so um, press A if you agree that this should be two out of two points, or D if you don't agree. Answers are coming in really fast here. So let's look at the results. So here, uh, 64 people um, disagreed that this should be the highest uh, rating of a track record, and 13 people agreed. So uh, why would someone disagree with this? Does anyone want to speak to that? Well, it's very easy to, to, to have a numerical answer, and, but there is no motivation why, you know, why, why three is, is actually providing, mm -hmm. you know, and be aware and have a track record. I mean, there are so many other circumstances that could define that number. Right, and you're, you're pointing out that this is a qualitative, you know, we're, we're making judgments here. So this is, uh, you know, it's a qualitative judgment. It's a question of whether this statement, uh, I have three UR students in the lab, really corresponds to a track record or not. Anyone else want to comment on that? Oh, yes, go ahead. Ricardo Alcano with uh, UC Santa Barbara. Um, I, I'm looking here to do, look at, a, I would think the question is related to a cause and effect. Uh, in other words, especially the scientists, what action that I took resulted in three URs. So it's not that uh, assumption that that's bad or good, uh, good or bad result. The point is, what was, if I'm the candidate, what was my involvement in that? Did I arrive and they were there? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Are they the right, best students right. and that's why yeah. they got in there? I mean, yeah. what did, so that, the cause and effect, that's why I disagreed. It's, it's great accomplishment, but yeah. it doesn't say that it's that person's accomplishment. Mm -hmm. And you know, the, it's true these examples have very little information. We don't know if there was any effort involved. And that's something that one could figure out later uh, and revise your scoring. So I was in agree. Um, and I do agree with all the comments that people have made about not knowing the circumstances from my own perspective, and I'm a sample size of one. Um, 
Most of the labs that I'm aware of, and I'm in public health, so the public health labs at UC Berkeley do not have URMs in them. My lab does and has quite a few, and I know the efforts that I had to go through in order to have URMs work with me in my own research. Um, so that's kind of my perspective, and that's why I said agree, because I don't think it's very easy to have URMs in your lab at UC Berkeley okay. without effort. So the, the, several good points there. One is this really depends on the context. You know, is this an unusual? Uh, and the other point is you said you went through a lot of efforts. You could have, uh, if you were asked to write such a statement, really talk about those efforts. And that's really what we're trying to get at. It's really what we're trying to look for in these statements. Uh, Susan Rivera, UC Davis. Um, I was a, a D. Um, and I would say just add one other thing to what everybody else was saying, which is that UR is very undefined, right? So we don't know if those were people that looked like this, this professor, right? So it could have been three people from India, for example. Um, so I think it's nice to have these examples so we can guide people on how to construct these, these statements and say you have to say you know, what you mean by UR. I think this echoes a comment that was made earlier also. Uh, I'm Kim Barrett, Dean of Graduate Studies here at UC San Diego. Um, I was a don't agree. Um, I, I, I do think that effort is required to get underrepresented students in your lab, but there's no measure of success here. And as a graduate dean, I know that there are labs where there are un underrepresented students who are incredibly unhappy and not feeling that they're mentored. And um, so it's one thing to get students in the lab, but you actually have to do something with them. Thanks. Okay, we'll go on to our second clicker example. And again, we'll take the time to, to read this. I'm a Mexican-American. My mother was born in Mexico, and her whole family continues to live there, and none of them went to college. My father is also Mexican-American, but is what some call a Chicano. A few people in his family went to college. However, none of them earned a professional degree. My family history and personal experiences over the years would enable me to contribute more effectively at UCSD and make me a better professor. I am an active volunteer with the Society of Mexican-American Engineers and Scientists, which promotes the professional and personal development of Mexican-Americans pursuing degrees in engineering and science. I bring a distinct perspective to the classroom and am proud to be a role model to students of all ethnic backgrounds. So um, Professor Smith gave this one point for specific plans to contribute. And again, it's going to be agree or don't agree. So we've now started. OK, let's look at the results here. So uh, interesting. So this is a question where we've had um, more um, difference than uh, agreement. We've got uh, 43 people, 57% saying they don't agree, and 32 or 43% saying they agree. So why would someone agree, yes, this is a person who um, is presenting specific plans. What was, what would be the the reasoning? Do we have a? Bruce Hartsoe from UC Davis. Um, my view is that if we change two words there, uh, if from I am an active volunteer to I will be an active volunteer, and I 
uh, am proud to be a role model, I will be a role model, that that indicates two points that are essentially plans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Adam Burgess, right? I uh, voted don't agree, not so much because I didn't see plans and specificity is an issue, um, but uh, if I'm trying to gauge a wide set of faculty, uh, I really want to give this a 0.5. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> and I didn't have a, a, a B and a half on here. So. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't have enough clickers so that you could put in a point five. But you know, some of them were, would be able to do that. So I, I think this is a very you know good point. I think um, you know if if the person had said I will keep doing this, which is an assumption we might make reading this, that the person will keep doing this. Uh, but we would like them, you know, we're really judging them on, on the evidence that, that they're putting forward. And again, it's something that we can talk to them about were they to be interviewed. You know, say, what would you do when you're here? You, you didn't say too much about it, right? Comment? Uh, yes, uh, I'm Susan Golden. I'm the Faculty Equity Advisor in Biological Sciences, and I'm also a member of an NIH grant panel. And really what we're talking about here is partly grantsmanship. So, in a grant panel, it's very competitive to get grants these days. No panel will give a grant to someone because we infer that they really meant to say this. You've, you have to say it. Now, uh, there was a time, I hear, many decades ago, <laughs> when one could get a grant like that. But it's become so competitive that you can't do that. I think that we're at the early stages of asking for diversity statements, and people haven't had to think about their grantsmanship, their applicationmanship, <laughs> application personship, uh, for, uh, for applying and, and including this criterion. Uh, but I think that it's a good start that we're asking for them, for that we're asking for these statements, and that we're you know, talking about how we will evaluate them. I, I also think that this speaks to something that Olivia brought up in terms of a sense of um, you know, how do we counter the fact that some people from underrepresented groups uh, don't want to uh, be considered that they're, they're being graded specially. And that is that when we, when we make it a competitive criterion that helps you get a job, people will start thinking very seriously about contributions to diversity. Because just like we're, we won't hesitate to put our publication record out there or our, our uh, grant record out there, we also won't hesitate to put our um, contributions to diversity out there as here's something that will, you know, you should hire me because I can do this. It's something else I bring to the table. And when we do that with everyone, I, I think that sends a good message. And, and not, it doesn't just send a message, it's, it sends a message that's going to have consequences. And um, I, I'd just like to say that uh, one thing that I guess I've only been the faculty equity advisor for a few weeks, but I find that it's changing how I talk with my students. So I have a lot of students applying for fellowships right now. And I talk to them about how they can improve their personal statement by talking about what they're doing in the lab and, and the fact that the environment that they're in right now is really uh, uh, emphasizing and um, uh, valuing contributions to diversity and equity, and that if they can put themselves in that context and put it forward, they're going to help their fellowship application. That's a, that's a really excellent point, Susan. Thank you. I, you know, I, and I think we do 
need to think about um, passing this message along. I actually find the students probably get it faster than the faculty do <laughs> in terms of you know, the general population. They see the value in, in, in putting it forward, yes. Oscar Dubon, UC Berkeley. Um, one thing I would say is that uh, first, uh, in uh, when one does proposals, a track record does matter, and even when the plan isn't so good. So I think those aren't can be completely separated, even in this. The other thing is that it's important for Professor Smith also to have context. So uh, when I see a word like role model, role, you know, as someone under you know Hispanic faculty member, um, I do a lot of unofficial role modeling. And um, Professor Smith, if Professor Smith understands that, it's much, that, that term takes much more value than if someone who doesn't have a context about what are, what are those additional uh, responsibilities that one may feel, even though they are, they're not official, but they're there. And so I think it's not just what, the, what is being written, but it's also who's interpreting it. Excellent point, thank you. Hi, Elizabeth Ozer. I just had a follow-up comment about um, learning how to write and um, how to do this strategically. And I know that there have been an example of a website at UC San Diego that gives some suggestions, but I'm also wondering if system-wide, maybe this is already going on, but coming out of this group, if there could maybe be something that we could all use as a resource so that we're all not sort of reinventing the wheel and we could build off of that, that would be great. Absolutely, and at the steering uh, committee meeting this morning, we talked about things that we could go forward with. We could put this on our list of, of something. You also have in your packets uh, a brochure that our Office of uh, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion put out uh, that talks about these issues and has the references to those, uh, to uh, the website that we mentioned for faculty app applicants. We also have one for uh, our current faculty where we list opportunities. And uh, we find actually that uh, the biggest usage of that has been faculty applicants looking for what are the opportunities uh, that they can use to contribute to. Okay, so our um, next example and uh, final clicker example is the following. While I've always been alert to the variety of student learning styles and the need to accommodate a diverse population of students, it was only after being tenured that I felt it safe to c commit primary effort to issues of pedagogy in the chemistry lecture hall. As part of a collaboration with colleagues in the School of Engineering, I currently have an NSF award to measure learning outcomes and introduction to chemistry courses with special attention to students from underrepresented groups. Postdocs in my chemistry education lab uh, are using national data sets from the ACS Exams Institute along with various um, data we are generating in our own Chem 1 courses to study the effect of various interventions on student learning. We posit that by understanding and responding to the variety of learning styles of introductory students, we can create a more effective learning environment for all students, including students from diverse backgrounds in our courses. Okay, so let's see uh, the question on this. Uh, Professor Garcia gave four points out of five overall based on awareness, plus one, excellent track record, plus two, but no specific plans, plus zero, in the statement, plus one. 
And again, the answer is going to be A for agree and D for disagree. And let me start a new session. Would have given a different other than four. And it could be you would have given them more, or it could be you could give them less, and we'll, t we'll discuss it. Ah, well, why don't you all, if you would have given a different breakdown, uh, also disagree. Yeah. Maybe this is going to be one that we need to talk about more. Okay, it seems like people are thinking more on this one. Uh, okay. So uh, we had um, majority, 77% uh, disagreeing. I, I think faculty just like to disagree. But. <laughs> Um, and uh, 16 or 32, uh, 23% agreeing. So for people who disagreed, why don't we get a few people up to the um, mics and talk about why you disagreed, since I, I think there's going to be a variety of reasons from the comments before. Uh, hi, Michael Dean from UCLA. Um, it seemed, the statement seemed very similar to a lot of writing I've seen from students who realized at the last minute they had to tack something on and they went back and looked at the question again and just tacked something on to the end of a sentence to check the box. Uh, not only, it's true that it wasn't specific, so the, the Professor Garcia here was clear about that, but it just didn't seem like the statement had any, any real, he just decided to, including, including other students from diverse backgrounds, and talked more about generalizations that would apply to everyone. Okay. Well, since I said I was going to disagree based on the breakdown, I should explain. I, I don't see how they can say that there's no specific plans if this person has actually gotten a federally funded grant to look at this question. That, by definition, means you have specific plans and not only the, do you have them, that they've succeeded in peer review. So, I'm David Meyer from here at UCSD. Um, so I agree with the first statement. I disagreed because I thought the word diverse was just tacked in there on something that applies to any kind of pedagogy. But I wanted to make a, a different comment about this, which is I think this is a good example um, contradicting um, the chancellor's assertion at the beginning that there's no conflict between uh, excellence in research and excellence in diversity. If I were hiring a chemistry professor at an institution like UCSD, especially a senior chemistry professor, I want that person to be doing research in chemistry. I don't want that person to be doing research in chemistry pedagogy. So although it doesn't affect the score on the diversity statement, which is independent of that, I would rate this person down as far as hiring them goes because it doesn't look to me as if uh, he or she is going to do chemistry research. So, so in response to that, I really want to get back to what the chancellor and our, our uh, EVC have been saying all along, that um, we're, you know, we're not judging here on uh, research, and we are not lowering our standards in research. We would expect uh, this person to be absolutely stellar in their chemistry research. However, we are people who, we are people, humans, who do different things. And some of the things that people do um, are of this sort where they contribute to diversity. And uh, so what we're actually doing is looking for people who can um, 
be excellent in that sphere uh, and uh, make that part of our definition of excellence. So we're not really lowering any bar here. We're raising, a, raising the bar. This is actually harder to get people uh, to do. And so um, I would say, you know, you could say, well, I want them to spend 100% of their time on chemistry research. I would say, you know, none of us can do that. You know, and we do have choices we make about what we do, and this person has, has made a choice. And you know, as an educational institution, it seems reasonable. Herbie Lee from Santa Cruz. Um, I agree with the earlier speaker who said that the NSF proposal shows that they have specific plans. I disagree that there is really much of any track record here. They did get a, uh, an NSF award funded, but have they done anything with it? Do they have anything to show for that? Have they actually helped any student as a result of this? And as a result, I don't see a track record of actually contributing to diversity. Okay. Last comment. Okay. I'm not going to comment particularly on the uh, numerical ranking, but the comments that we had, I think, brought out an important interpretation that some of us may be making about the word diversity. What does, in fact, diversity mean? And certainly, if you're talking about um, effective learning environments for all students, well, every single student in your class is a diverse individual and that they have a different brain that is made up of all the experiences that led them to this point in time. So are they diverse in that the fact they came from the foster system? Are they diverse in a variety of other ways? And so in that regard, I find that this work that they're talking about on effective learning for diverse students actually helps expand our understanding of what it means to be valuing diversity. Okay, we are now going to move on to uh, our uh, table discussions. Um, each table is going to be uh, considering an example, and I'd like to uh, just um, assign there are two examples there. Uh, the people who are sitting at odd-numbered tables look at number one first, and the people who are at even-numbered tables look at number two first. Um, we'll be taking about 15 minutes, no, 10 10 minutes to, <laughs> to discuss, and then coming back very briefly. Uh, so I'm sorry there isn't um, more time for this, but um, you've got your assignment, and you're under pressure, and I'm sure you can do it. OK, I'm afraid we're um, going to have to come together. I, I hope everyone's come to an agreement. Um, I um, just wanted to uh, give uh, some credit here for the development of, of this session. Uh, Carla Solomon, who's our Director of Academic uh, Diversity and Equal Opportunity, uh, was a co-partner me, with me in uh, developing this. We started out as a department chair forum and then uh, uh, developed this as a search committee orientation. And um, we're happy to share any materials we have, so I just wanted to put that out. Okay, so we really only have time for a few uh, comments, but uh, I, I uh, have heard some. Some people say, oh, this was too easy. Uh, and, uh, but I did want to uh, invite anyone who would like to talk about their experience to come up and uh, summarize your table experience. Do we have some volunteers here? Um, Anna Everett, UC Santa Barbara. We had a really good discussion on breakout example two. And uh, we came to the uh, conclusion of... Uh, that this statement ranked between a four, 4.5, um, and there were several fives, but we had experience over here 
um, that said that there were some issues. But what was interesting for us was that even though we felt that there was a track record, um, there was vetting with the grant that the person received, um, development of pipeline, there were questions about there was no specificity of the field, so we were kind of trying to guess. Um, there were also um, a few questions um, about uh, what were what were some of the other questions that we had? We had the, the field wasn't quite clear. Right, which HBCUs, because there are several. So there were just a little bit of the spe specificities that we wanted. So, and what, means, what diversity means in their discipline. Oh, yeah, and what diversity means in their disciplinary context. But overall, we were really impressed, and we thought this was a good. Thank you. Uh, Adam Burgesser here at UCSD. We were at this table over here. Uh, and we actually came to a universal conclusion of five almost immediately. We didn't actually have any discussion about the score at all. Um, but we did have a, an interesting discussion about, um, you know, reading this diversity statement, uh, whether or not the, the, the larger search committee would look at this and say, well, they want to do all these wonderful things. When are they going to have time for research? And we actually had precisely this discussion with a candidate a couple years ago where it was uh, someone who had a first author nature paper but their research quality was questioned because they were spending too much time doing uh, diversity initiatives. So that was a very interesting discussion that maybe we could have more widely. So did any table have trouble coming to a consensus on the score? Susan, do you want to come in? So we were example one, and, and we had a lot of disagreement. Um, uh, and I think when you compare the two examples, example one is less stellar than example two. Uh, so we disagreed a lot. Uh, we tried to use the chart, but we also, in the end, kind of threw it away um, and decided we thought it was either a three or a four. And in the end, we voted for a four. But it was, it was difficult. I think the indicates awareness was the um, most difficult discussion. Um, uh, several members of the table really did not think example one showed Awareness. There was a lot of activity and dedicated time, but we couldn't tell from what we had in writing that it had translated into awareness. So we found this quite difficult. Uh, Oscar Devon, uh, UC Berkeley. Uh, one, one thing I would say about uh, just in general, uh, for a number of, for the second one, we were between a four and a five. We thought it was. We would love to see this type of statement. Um, I think, though, more generally, one issue that I, that I find is that um, it's that point number two about indicate awareness. Um, that shows up in a lot of um, different applications, like even for chancellor's fellowships for graduate students. And it places candidates in a position to identify diversity in a negative context. And I think that um, one thing that we need to look at is questions like, do you have examples of how diversity has enhanced your scholarship? Um, because I think those are the connections that we need to make that are challenging to make to our colleagues. Because they, at least in, I feel in my College of Engineering, it's compartmentalized and it's not brought together. And um, casting a positive outlook about diversity is, is really important because it casts just a shadow in general about the discussion. And I think students are at the short end of that discussion because they're the ones, especially the underrepresented students, um, they're talking about that, you're talking about diversity, but you're not, you talk about 
demographics, but you're hiring people who are interested in diversity, and they're trying to pull these people from the gutter to help them. And I understand all of that context, but it, it, it just doesn't send the message. And I think things like, how is diversity enhancing your scholarship? Tell me an example. I think those are things that we can really work on. Okay. Quick question. Um, is, uh, are these criteria designed to leave women out? Uh, is this no, only supposed no, to no, be no. underrepresented minorities? No, well, so in uh, STEM areas, women are historically underrepresented. So, uh, no, it wasn't designed to leave women out. Because I have a hard time seeing how women are related to, to the second bullet about indicates awareness, unless they've been discriminated against, they are not allowed in a physics class or something. No, it, there was no intention of that. But, you know, as I said, this is just an example. Um, I had already been getting comments from people saying, well, you know, I think you need more points for a track record. You know, this is just an example. It's, it's not, you know, I'm not holding it up as, a, as the example you should use on your, on your campus. We, um, we need to close up, unfortunately. I think this has been a great discussion. Our EVC had to leave, but he wanted me to uh, point out a um, couple of things. One is we've already on our campus started incorporating this into some postdoc and graduate student training. And if we're really serious about this, we have to give students the opportunities, and their advisors have to give their students the opportunities to engage in some of these activities. And that um, we're also really been thinking about what kind of incentives we need to promote this, this work. Uh, you know, uh, in engineering, uh, the dean wound up giving um, part of the startup package uh, to be uh, um, some funds so that people could continue the work that they had been doing, which is a great thing. We're thinking about can we do this perhaps, and, and I'm sure um, our VCEDI will uh, uh, be looking at this. How can we incentivize this, this group to uh, keep going forward with some of these positive things? And um, we, uh, the other thing I just want to say about these examples, uh, it's very rare to get an example like uh, this, you know, the one that people were rating five. Five is usually very rare, but we did want you to experience it. So with that, we'll close. <laughs>